Welcome back to the 12th episode of the Play Action Pod. It is Brennan, and unfortunately, Brock isn't going to be able to make it this afternoon. He had a family emergency that occurred today, so if you could keep him and his family in your prayers, that would be great because I will be missing him. I know you guys will be missing him as well. This is the first time I've done a solo pod so I'm kind of just taking a stab at it. We'll see how it goes, but I'm hoping that this will be the only time I have to do a solo pod and that Brock can join me the rest of the way. But um, I'm bringing you a week six recap, kind of like what went down with the best games of the week, make full circle, talk about our predictions for the games. I know Brock did really well with his predictions, so I'll kind of talk about that. But I think I'm going to start things off we're talking about this new AP Top 25 for Week 7. Some notable changes right out the gate. Georgia, they jump back up to number one ahead of Alabama. I know that they've been kind of flip-flopping all year, but, I mean, Bama played a close one against Texas A&M this last weekend. So Georgia, they make the jump to one. Ohio State's at two. So Bama dropping the three. I don't know when the last time Bama was ranked lower than two. It must have been probably sometime last year, but Ohio State, they had a big win against Michigan State. And they've been they've been pretty impressive all year, so it's it's kind of good to see them, you know, make a move. They've been stuck at three all year. So, I mean, that's the top three. Clemson, they jumped Michigan after, you know, Michigan played a close, kind of a close one this weekend against Indiana. So it's cool to see an ACC team in the top four. Michigan at five. Tennessee, they make... They jump two spots up to number six ahead of USC and Oklahoma State after their impressive road win against LSU this weekend. So Tennessee's at six. We got USC at seven, Oak State at eight. They both dropped after obviously getting jumped by Tennessee. Nine and ten stay the same with Ole Miss and Penn State. But, I mean, UCLA, they got their big win against Utah. So, they're up at 11 basically just took Utah's spot at 11 because that's what that's what Utah was ranked going into the weekend. Oregon remains at 12. And then TCU, I mean, they got their big win on the road against Kansas. That was the game day game of the week. They jump four spots up to 13. So, I mean, those are kind of the notable changes within the top 15. I know the Mississippi State, they made a big jump after their win against Arkansas. So they're up to 16. SEC obviously making their presence as they do every year. Um, Utah, they dropped to 20 after their loss to UCLA. I know that me and Brock kind of talked about this one. It's kind of interesting that they did keep Utah at 20, kind of giving them that national respect. I know that they're the highest ranked team with two losses ahead of Kentucky and Texas, who are also in the poll with two losses. I mean, Kentucky, they dropped nine spots after their loss this weekend, and it's good to see Texas back in the rankings because they played an impressive one in the Red River rivalry against Oklahoma this weekend. It's tough to say. Red, Red, Red River rivalry, it's kind of a tongue twister, but yeah, they won 49-0, to big one this weekend. And I, I kind of want to talk about Texas um, a little bit because – me and Brock were kind of talking about them earlier today. Um, they're kind of a sleeper team right now. 
they are a potential 6-0 team if their quarterback didn't get hurt in week two against Bama. I know he went down. Texas had all the momentum in that game. They were up. I know that they were driving well against Bama. He got hurt, and I think it was in the second quarter, something like that. He's out for the rest of the game. He was out the following weeks. Obviously, Bama was able to squeak out that win 20-19, barely. But I think if Quinn Ewers is healthy, that Texas definitely might have won that game. And they would have been undefeated at that point. And also, they lost a close one. I think it was 39-36 to against Texas Tech a couple weeks later. So, Texas, if Quinn Ewers, if he's healthy the entire season... I could see them being 6-0 and and probably the number one team in the country right now. It's pretty unfortunate to see him go down, and I'm excited to see him back. He played phenomenal this weekend against Oklahoma. Huge win. I don't know if it's more credit to Texas playing a great game or if Oklahoma just sucks that bad. I mean, Oklahoma, they got three losses so far. They... I mean, the margin between those games was pretty high. So I don't know if it's more credit to Texas being good or if it was Oklahoma just not getting it done. But I don't know. Texas looked really good this weekend. And if Quinn, I mean, if he was, if he's been healthy all year, I could see Texas being 6-0 and with an Alabama win under their belt and obviously the win this, win this weekend against Oklahoma and, you know, potentially making – the case that they're the number one team in the country. But, I mean, for now, they're at 23 at 4-2. and two. They got some testers coming up in the weeks coming. I know that I think in the next five weeks, four of them are in the top 20, and three of those games are, in the, are on the road. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they perform now that their star quarterback is back. And I think if they make a run and win out the rest of the season – they, could, they should definitely be a playoff contender. I know that the playoff committee will take things like the injury into consideration when making the picks at the end of the season. You know, who's going to get that fourth spot? You know, is it a one-loss team who it's a second SEC team who might not have had as hard of a schedule? Or is it a Texas team that probably should, probably would have been undefeated if their quarterback was healthy the entire year? We'll kind of see, you know, how that plays out. If Texas gets it done, I know that it is the odds of that happening are slim to none. But I don't know. I wouldn't count Texas necessarily out for the playoff talk. I it's just it's just good to see them back in the rankings at 23. And uh, some other notable teams. I know Illinois they jumped in as well, and James Madison at five and zero. Oh. They jump in at number 25. So a lot of changes. You know, we haven't seen much movement between the top 10 so far this year. I know that there's going to be two top 10 matchups in week seven. So there will be some shuffling that goes goes along. I mean, we'll see the top 11 teams. I mean, they're all undefeated. So it's going to be cool to see when, you know, some of those teams start losing. I would like to see, you know, Maybe Bama loses this weekend. They got Tennessee, who's been looking phenomenal all year. And who knows, maybe Utah knocks off USC or maybe Penn State beats a Michigan team who hasn't been entirely impressive so far. But 
we'll kind of give a preview for those games when we come out with our episode on Wednesday. I hope Rock will be joining us then. But I think that's enough for the AP Top 25. I think I'm going to jump right into the first game that we had on our top five games of the week. It was going to be that number eight, Tennessee versus number five, 25, LSU going to Death Valley. They won big, 40 to 13 statement win for Hendon Hooker and that squad. I mean, 239 yards, two touchdowns. He's been a beast all year. And I know that that running back, Jabari Small for Tennessee, he had a monster game as well. 22 carries, 127 yards. So let's see. I, I picked LSU to win that one. Terrible pick. I mean, I should have picked Tennessee. They've been look they've been looking dominant all season. I think that let me let me look at their margin of victory so far this year because I know it hasn't even been close with the games that they played. And and they have a pretty impressive schedule. Let's see, they played at number 17 Pitt, 134 to 27. So that's a top 25 team on the road. They beat Florida at home. That was the game day. And then the win this weekend against LSU on the road. Who, I mean, LSU, they've been a little bit shaky. We kind of questioned if they should have been in the top 25 last week. But, I mean... Not a terrible team, and, and with that crowd, I think that, yeah, it was 102,000 Tiger fans there. I think that's a huge win, especially going in to week seven where they got Bama. I was, I was glad to see, you know, that Tennessee didn't overlook this LSU game. You know, thinking about, well, we got Bama next week. It's probably going to be game day, most, most watched game of the week. Did not overlook this LSU team. Took care of business. And uh, Jaden Daniels, he didn't... He didn't do too terrible. Quarterback for LSU, he was 32 for 45. I mean, throwing 45 times, I mean, you're kind of relying on him to do something special to be able to get the win. 300 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I mean, this LSU team is tough. They He just doesn't have much help around him. I know he's leading the team in passing and rushing yards. So you would like to see, you know, maybe a running back get more involved to help him out because I think if you're going to, you know, rely on him to be the production for the pass yards and the rush yards, it's going to be a long season for LSU going forward. Let's see who they have next week. Okay, they, they go to Gainesville. They'll play Florida on the road, and then they got Ole Miss at home and Bama at home. So a tough next three weeks for this team. It looks like they have a bye between Ole Miss and Bama, but still, I mean, LSU is going to have to find a way to be able to, one, defensively, they've been struggling as well. I mean, Tennessee put up 40 points. I know that they're a premier team, but still, you got to keep them low, especially when you're not, I mean, your offense isn't as efficient as they normally are. I would like to see them get the ball, get the ball rolling going into, you know, some big games coming up against Ole Miss and Bama. First test is going to be against Florida in Gainesville. Okay, next game. It was the Big 12 matchup. Game day of the week, TCU at Kansas. Kansas was undefeated first time in the rankings since 2009. And I know TCU, they they have had the ball rolling in this matchup. Won nine out of the last 10, three straight going into this game. But... Kansas, they've been the story all year. But TCU, they got the win 38-31. to 31. I know that this is a different game 
if that Kansas quarterback, Jaden Daniels, doesn't get hurt so early. They had to bring in the backup, Jason Bean, who, I mean, didn't play terrible, but it definitely wasn't on the level that the starter has been on all year. He's kind of been the leader. Probably there was a little miscommunication with handoffs. I know that there was some fumbling going on, so not a lot of first-team snaps. But I think the story of the game was definitely how Max Duggan just has continued to show how well he's been playing all year. I know that Brock has he's compared him to another TCU quarterback he used to play back in the day, maybe a decade ago, Andy Dalton. They do look like similar play style, similar quarterbacks. So it's great to see him ball out 308 yards, three touchdowns, only one interception. And uh, yeah, Condre Miller, he did pretty well as well. 88 yards, one touchdown. I mean, but the receiver, I mean, his main, Max's main target, Quentin Johnson, 200 plus yards against, you know, a little shaky Kansas defense. I mean, they Kansas held Iowa State to only 11 points last week. So, I mean, pretty impressive that he was able to put up those numbers. It was a great game, went down to the wire. I know Max through the game-winning touchdown to Quinton in the back of the end zone. I I picked Kansas to win that game. Brock picked TCU, so 2-0 for Brock, right out of the rib, and 0-2 for me. So, you know, Big 12 being shaken up a lot. I know that um, Brock thinks that TCU or Oklahoma State will be the winner of this conference. I know they kind of do it like the Pac-12, no divisions. It's the top two teams in the conference that will play in the championship. So, I mean, we'll see if TCU can keep the ball rolling. And I'm interested to, you know, see if we get an Oklahoma State-TCU matchup at the end of the year or maybe, you know, Texas gets involved like I was talking earlier. But um, let's see. TCU, they're, they're going to have Oklahoma State this weekend. So maybe a preview for the Big 12 championship should be a great game to look out for now that both these teams are in the top 15. Okay, Next game, let's move on to some Pac-12. An upset win for UCLA. They're undefeated, 6-0. They won 42-32 DTR. I mean, he's been looking great as he has all year. 299 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. I mean, the loss doesn't really fall on the Utah quarterback. Cam Rising had a great game as well, 287 yards, only one interception. I know he, he had like a couple. I think it was a handful of rushing touchdowns. I think it was two. So he had a great game, just had that one mistake. I know it was an interception across the middle of the field. But I think what things what got things rolling for UCLA was their run game. I mean, Char, Charbonnet, Zach Charbonnet, 200 yards rushing, had a monster of the game. It seemed that Utah just... Couldn't find a way to stop this man. He's a, he's an absolute unit. I mean, impossible to tackle. He's breaking tackles left and right. You know, Utah they had that rushing the pass, rushing the passer late in the game that kind of killed them. And I mean, that UCLA offense is looking really good. I know Brock has a lot of high praise for this Bruins team. I think he said that he would pick DTR over Caleb Williams and that USC quarterback, which is a pretty hot take because, I mean, I, I would pick Caleb Williams 
No disrespect to DTR. He's been looking unstoppable all year. But, I mean, I think Caleb Williams is a top three quarterback in the country, and he will be top three in the draft. But, I mean, DTR definitely could be second, maybe first in the conference quarterback. I know that they got, what, two weeks? I think they have a bye this coming week, and then they got Oregon in two weeks. So, I mean, traveling to Eugene, you know, playing a tough one on the road. They won last week against Washington at home, got the big win this week against Utah. Now they got to travel to Eugene. Pac-12 is looking very competitive this year. I could see four teams potentially winning this conference. You know, we obviously got USC undefeated, UCLA undefeated. But Oregon, I mean, they're undefeated in conference so far, bounced back after their, I mean, pretty embarrassing loss to the Bulldogs earlier this year. They, they've been looking good ever since Bo Nix has been balling out. And I wouldn't count these Utes out necessarily. They got USC this upcoming week, and I know that they do not lose those home games. They seem to struggle on the road. But, I mean, if they can find a way to beat USC this weekend, I definitely wouldn't count them out in the Pac-12 race. But um, next game, let's talk about Texas A&M going at number one Alabama. At the time, we called this the recruiting bowl because I know that, you know, there was that stuff with Saban calling out Jimbo for buying his players when when we all know that Saban, he's been doing the same thing for his entire career. Pretty hypocritical, you know, Texas A&M, they were able to win last year on that game-winning field goal in dramatic fashion at College Station. This year, Bama, they get the win 24-20. to Bryce Young, he was out all game, didn't play. He had that shoulder injury last week in their win to Arkansas. But um, Jaden Milrow, he came in, you know, had four turnovers. The dude, one interception, three fumbles. They somehow escape with a win at home against this Texas A&M team. I think that's kind of what you get when you rest, you know, your quarterback, Bryce Young. I thought you could have played... I know that um, it was that Fox guy. He was talking about um, how he had a similar injury to what Bryce had, and he was only out for two weeks, except he tore, I think it was AC. It's like a shoulder joint or something. He tore it, and he was only out for two weeks. Bryce only sprained it, so he kind of expected him to play this weekend. But, you know, maybe they overlooked how good this Aggies team actually is they've been struggling all year that's their third loss of the season second in conference um it's been kind of a weird year for texas a&m haynes king got the start as quarterback for the aggies i mean he played all right we haven't seen him be very impressive so far i think that's why max johnson won the job for that squad but then i mean max johnson's been hurt so um yeah king king came in 253 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and the ball game was in his hands. They had the ball on the two-yard line with four seconds to play, put the ball in the end zone, and you win back-to-back against Alabama. Just couldn't get it done. So definitely a missed opportunity for these Aggies and uh, definitely an escape for Alabama, you know, with their quarterback being out. this I think this is a completely different game if Bryce Young plays I. I even expected them to cover, even with Milrow playing. 
he's a four-star great quarterback dual threat you know I bet half the teams in the country would love to have him as a starter but Bama you know Bama's just Bama they got this dude in their back pocket so I mean dude made the start wasn't very careful with the football didn't play terrible was able to get the home win against Texas A&M preparing for a big one against Tennessee next week on the road against I mean Hendon Hooker and that squad who has looked unbelievable all year so we're hoping that Bryce will be back by then because if not I mean Bama will definitely be in trouble I think even with Bryce that they might struggle on the road as we saw earlier this year only winning 20 to 19 on the road against Texas who was running with their backup quarterback for majority of the game so definitely something to look out for Bama I think super fortunate to be able to squeak to be able to you know leave with that home victory against a questionable Texas A&M team but um yeah starting off the season 6-0 dropping two-third in the country um the fifth game that we had the fifth and last of the top five games for week six was going to be that ACC matchup we had Florida State and NC State I know that wait oh yeah going back to that Bama game we both picked Bama so that was we both picked Utah and we both picked Bama so we both missed out I was 0-3 going into that Bama game so through four picks I was one and four and through four picks Brock is let's see three and one so pretty good pretty good week so far for Brock let's talk about the Seminoles going against the Wolfpack on the road I know that they both came off losses in the ACC Florida State lost to Wake Forest last week NC State lost to Clemson on the road who's been looking great all year NC State got the win 19 to 17 great response for NC State um I expected this to be a close game and uh yeah let's see Devin Leary 130 yards one touchdown one interception um 10 for 21 I mean it's not as efficient as you would expect from him I, I know he's an elite quarterback in the country Jordan Travis he had a pretty decent game as well 15 for 30 181 yards one touchdown two interceptions eh, that's I mean that's not great it's not terrible but he had 108 rushing yards so he was the leading rusher for the team but NC State they get away with a win starting off conference one and one I think let's see where did they make the jump in the poll um I'm not entirely sure let me check but yeah big win for the ACC um let's see wait who picked who I think I picked Florida State to win that game and Brock picked NC State so I went one and four and Brock went four and one so I mean what a beast I mean dude pulled through I know I've been making fun of him all year because if he picked your team then you need to be concerned because he never gets his picks right but I mean what a statement week for Brock to be able to make some pretty good picks and um, yeah, like I said earlier, it's just going to be a quick episode. I'm looking at the timer about 23 minutes, but we appreciate all of our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll come out with an episode on Wednesday. I hope Rock will be joining us then. And uh, I know that this week seven is pretty crazy. There's two top 10 matchups. Pac-12's got probably one of the matchups of the year. And uh, I know the, the ACC has another great matchup between them. I think it's NC State and Wake Forest. I think, yeah. But, um, 
yeah, we appreciate you guys tuning in. If you want to give us a follow, that would be great because you will be notified when we drop these episodes. We come out with them on Sunday and Wednesday, Sunday being the recap for the week. And Wednesday, we give you a viewer's guide slash a preview for the week. So if you give us a follow, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify Podcasts as well, and RSS. So, I mean, drop a follow, give us a rating. It helps with the algorithm, and we will be seeing you on Wednesday. Have a great week, you guys.